What's up, everybody? Welcome again to the Silence of Shame podcast. I am your host, Shanti Das. This is episode three. Um, We are very grateful for everyone that's been listening in. Um, As I mentioned before, we're on iTunes now, or you can check us out on SoundCloud. Our first episode has over 300 listens now. And the second one is approaching 150. So um, it just goes to show you that I think people are appreciative of the conversation around mental health. And I think, you know, mental health obviously goes hand in hand with your physical health as well. Mm-hmm. So we have some great guests joining us today. We're just going to talk about taking care of yourself and finding your happy place and and sharing some um, very personal experiences um, from our guests today. Uh, first of all, I would like to welcome uh, Miss Christina Johnson. Hi. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you for having me. I was so me. excited. Shout out to Nicole Garner uh, <laughs> when she called and asked, could you be a part of this one? I was honored because we're just getting started, but I really feel like we're on to something here. Uh, yes. Um, and I just think personal wellness, you know, mental, uh, physical, spiritual wellness is just so important. And yes. I'm really proud of what you've done. Thank and you. um you know, our relationship yeah. dates pretty far back yeah, I know. <laughs> because I had the good fortune of working with your ex-husband, yes. who I know is still, you know, is your son's father yes. and, and, and a big part of your community. Um, we love CeeLo here at Silence of Shame. And I love CeeLo just from, from being honored to do his marketing many years ago from the Goody Mob. Um, the second person I like to welcome to the show is Warren Mitchell. Hi. He is a wonderful therapist in the city of Atlanta and has done a lot of great work um, in the mental health field. And I'd like for you guys to just kind of share individually for a couple of minutes about your career and what you do. And then we're just going to talk, be very casual. I'll ask a couple of questions and let's all kind of feel free to jump in and have a good time with it. So, Christina. Well, I'm a life coach and I've dedicated my life to helping women live their best lives Mm -hmm. and really building your foundation. Because a lot of times we go through life, we're working, we're taking care of kids, we're taking care of husbands, you know, we put everybody before ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so I'm big on making sure that you're forgiving your past, forgiving yourself Mm -hmm. for past mistakes, Mm because we all make them. Absolutely. And um, loving yourself and spending time with yourself and getting to know yourself again, because a lot of times we lose ourselves. Absolutely. And, um, So I work with a lot of women. My following is like 87% women. Mm. And um, so I just love on them. I have this amazing event that I do every year called Amazing Me, Amazing Life. I heard about That's your retreat, right? Yes. It's a great retreat where um, we actually use CeeLo's Ranch and the women spend the night. The last event we had an overnight retreat. This year we're doing a weekend. Okay. um, Because the ladies didn't want to leave. It's April 21st through the 23rd. Mm -hmm. And they come out. And we do the work. We really deal with, you know, past hurts and pains Mm -hmm. and all that good stuff. You know, help the women to let go of those things. Mm -hmm. I have great speakers. This year I'm having Seven Johnson, which he's a motivational speaker out of New Orleans. Okay. Um, Sky Wonders, the creator of 40 Plus Wonders. Tony AC, who's also my business partner. Um, She's a celebrity makeup artist. And they all just get into the meat of things and share their experiences. And then I do something called Pillow Talk with Christina, where at the end of the night, I share my story, Mm -hmm. which in turn, the women always end up sharing their stories and being open and candid about a lot of things that they've been through, Mm -hmm. whether it's gang rape, uh, losing a parent, um, divorce. Oh, wow. So we really get into the meat of that. And in the midst of that, we have a lot of fun. Uh, we have a celebrity chef, Chef Tregay, who won Food Network Star. Oh, great. Um, we have a celebrity DJ and great Sounds food. like a lot of fun. A lot of pampering. It's yeah. it's an amazing weekend. So oh, we get to you for that. Thank you. And so, um, yeah, that's I'm a life coach first and foremost. It's the love of my life. And I also have a makeup line with Tony AC called butterfly effects that is gorgeous okay and we started with lips and um what's up the color you're wearing today (laughs) very nice thank you what um is so great about it is we didn't private label we may had it manufactured ourselves so it's our classic colors and um so we have a beautiful lip gloss stackable and lipsticks um i'm also the brand ambassador for a company called AMA, and AMA does um, natural healing for women with fibroids. Oh, okay. Um, and I'll talk about that later. I lost my womb, so this is my way of helping other women to keep theirs. Oh, wow. Good um, So um, okay, I do I just that. Had, I got to cut you off one okay. second. Back to your makeup line. This is your makeup line, right? Yes, me and Tony. So um, I'm being a little ambitious right now, but I would like to create a silence the shame color. 
I would love, we would be Something honored. bold and yes. vibrant that we can partner and utilize and, yes. and proceeds, you oh, know. Shanti, I would be honored Part to of the do proceeds, that. you That's know, right. will come back to the foundation yes. where we can help ladies. Um, but I just think from an empowerment standpoint. It would be awesome. That would be really great. Yes. And I'm big on, and the so is the line. We have it on the packaging. It looks like uh, chakras because we're all about feeling good from the inside out and giving out good vibrations. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's like all of the things that I'm involved in kind of go hand in hand with, you know, everything that I'm doing I'm also the brand ambassador for a rum liqueur called we that we're about to launch at my retreat so okay. it's gonna be really good so I got my hands in a yeah, little bit of everything like <laughs> well I'm just so glad to see you thriving thank you and doing well thank and you. um we're gonna come back around and kind of awesome. talk about some of the things you had to overcome and yes. how you were able to get to this wonderful place and to be involved in so many businesses and an entrepreneur and a life awesome. coach okay Warren, tell us a little bit about your career and what you've been able to do um, on this path of helping people find their happy place. All right. Well, I have a, I'm a uh, licensed therapist and mm-hmm. also a life coach, and um, I have a private practice called um, Journey of Self-Discovery. Okay. Um, my focus in, in helping people, um, whether it be groups, individuals, family, couples, mm-hmm. um, is really helping people to, similar to what you said, Christy, mm-hmm. about um, living true to their authentic selves sure. and trying to find out um, who, and who they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe that no matter what experiences we may have had mm-hmm. and what we are going through or will be going through, Sure. That everything can be used for our benefit, absolutely, and that nothing can destroy our true essence. Absolutely, um, I love so that. So it's our responsibility to be in tune with that. Yes. I do believe that, um, in spite of that, mm-hmm. that um, based on what we have experienced, we may, what we may have in, even inherited from mm-hmm. our family's history, yep, um, and, and how we choose to respond to situations, mm-hmm. the belief mm-hmm. system we use mm-hmm. can cover up our true essence. And most people, I believe, are operating thinking that that's who they are. And that's Mm. what causes a great deal of the suffering or the pain that they are in because Mm. they're identifying with something that's not of who their true essence is. Absolutely. And the struggle that we experience, I believe, is an opportunity for us to become aware of that and Mm. ask, why am I going through this rather than why is this happening to me? Mm. That's a good way to look at it. Try to figure out what's the message that this situation is trying to send me so I can live true to myself. So I um, I just started an online. Um, radio show um, um, my mindful journey oh great um, so just congratulations had two shows so far. thank you thank yeah. you I'm working on a book um, a journey of being mm-hmm. which is based mm-hmm. on the model that I've developed in helping mm-hmm. people to to be more in tune to who they are the journey um, of being that's fantastic yes, yes. Mm-hmm. awesome so just doing this work and been doing this work for over 26 years now um, and it's because of my own history of mm-hmm. depression as well as why I can't oh I didn't know yeah. you suffered yeah, so at first mm-hmm. I went to school for electronics engineering when DeVry just opened up in 85. Uh-huh. Wow. And my experiences there that took me to that place where even thinking about suicide mm-hmm. is what got Been me to the place of like, you know what, I want to be able to help people. So yeah. I'm asking God, help me get out of this situation. I promise to dedicate my life to serving Oh, that's people. amazing. Beautiful. I, it's funny yeah. you say mm-hmm. that. I feel like now with Silence of Shame, um, and I don't know how much you know about, and you'll learn a little bit more about my journey, Christina. Um, I'm owning my truth now, mm-hmm. and I'm not embarrassed about it. And I feel like it's my assignment from God that I really need to talk about this and do as much as I can with Silence the Shame, um, in addition to all the wonderful other stuff I'm mm-hmm. doing. So I'm yeah. really excited. Yeah, I've been watching, I mean, listening to the podcast. And until when I listened to the first one, I'm like, I didn't know all of this about you. Mm-hmm. So it's a great way for us to learn about each other and mm-hmm. our battles. And mm-hmm. I think it's always important. I think vulnerability is important. I think so, too. So and a lot of people in entertainment don't allow that do normal side to, they do to not. start and to show up. And if you could only understand that if you would open up, it would be so healing not only to other people, but to yourself. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break and we'll come right back. All right, so the next young lady that I would like to introduce is going to be joining our conversation is a dear friend of mine. We went to middle school together, <laughs> and I'm so proud of her and all that she's done. And more than anything, um, just I don't even know how to say this. Like, you know, unfortunately, she went through a traumatic situation, a tragic situation, uh, three or four years ago now, oh, four years fun. ago now. 
Um, but she has turned that negative into a positive. She's doing so great. She's written a phenomenal book and she's really open to helping other people um, that's on this journey and experiencing some of the same stuff she's been through. Um, so let's welcome to the show, Christy Tucker. Sims. Hey, Christy. I'm sorry, Christy Tucker Sims. <laughs> Listen, I always you call me Christy Tucker because you knew me I, as exactly, Christy Tucker. Exactly. The yes, love a is lot there. Has happened since then. <laughs> um, and courageous Christy, as as yeah. we like to call you. That's what they call me. Yes. Um. I'm first of all, I'm glad to be here, and I want to say thank you, Shanti, for shedding light on this. Um. You have a loud, loud voice that people listen to, and it is. I love the name Silence the Shame because depression and mental health is kind of like almost in that category as domestic violence. It's something that happens mm-hmm. every single day, but nobody wants to talk about it. Right. So you're doing the same thing in mental health that I'm trying to do with domestic violence. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to put a face mm-hmm. to the issue mm-hmm. and make people listen. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I was thrust into this against my will. If you, um, you know, just to tell the story, yeah. um, four years ago, April 28, 2013, I was, um, I just finished my master's degree. I haven't, wasn't a counselor for a very long time. Okay. Um, in business many, many years, but decided to walk into my calling, which was counseling. And at the time, um, back in 2013, I was a mental health, substance abuse, and HIV counselor, okay. working primarily with men coming out of the penal system um, mm-hmm. and homeless men. So felt like I was doing really, really good work at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, was in a relationship that was um, unhealthy, but not physically abusive at the time. Okay. Made the decision to leave this relationship. He didn't like it. He decided that he, you know... If she, you're not going to be with me, you're not going to be with anybody. Mm-hmm. So he did something that happens all over the world. We don't talk about it a lot here in the U.S. because it doesn't happen a lot in the U.S. Um, but it's an acid attack. It's What happened to me, he threw acid in my face. Um, totally changed my outward appearance. Um, you know you know me. You know, mm-hmm. You've known me my whole life, so mm-hmm. you know I don't look anything like what I used to look like. Mm-hmm. So um, just been on this long journey um, to keep the story short. Um, This long journey of recovery, I've had 13 surgeries. And in that process, I've gone from being a counselor to being a client. Mm, mm -hmm. If you can imagine what that feels like going from being on one side of the desk. Yeah, really talk about that. Like, what what was that depression like? Because, I mean, and and you know what I appreciate about you? You're very candid, right? And very honest. And you're like, some days I wake up and I know I don't look like myself. Mm -hmm. And I mean, guys, look, Mm -hmm. what would you do if something like that, if you woke up, you know, the next day and you completely look like a different person and you know it happened Mm -hmm. as a result of an attack, of a traumatic experience? Mm -hmm. Because we talk about mental health all the time. And I think that stigma is there where people think, oh, you know, I'm not crazy. Nobody in my family has anything. So nothing like that will ever happen to me. Well, you can have, you know, obviously mental health issues as a result of a divorce or of a disease or of an attack or the loss of a loved one. And I'm trying to get people to understand that it kind of runs the gamut just Mm -hmm. in terms of who it can affect. Mm -hmm. So what was that like for you, for someone that was thriving um, and then to have to now go through this depression? And like you said, you were on the opposite side of it. Yeah. You know, well, I was not clinically depressed. I I guess what you would call, what would you call me, Warren, like situationally depressed? Situ- I, situational depression, but I, I would, I guess, knowing you personally on that level, I would say it probably got to that point. Yeah, clinically depression. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah um, the first, you know, I went through all the stages of grief. Mm-hmm. What happened to me is very different than what happens to, you know, there are a lot of different ways you can change, but what happened to me was literally a loss of self, mm-hmm. physical self. Mm-hmm. And so if you can imagine, what I experience is what you experience when people die. Yeah. When someone you love dies, except mm-hmm. that someone was me. Mm-hmm. And so I had to learn how to, um, over the course of the four, past four years, I've had to learn how to walk in this new body that I don't know, mm-hmm. um, total discomfort, um, the loss of my career initially. You know, mm-hmm. I was so messed up in the very beginning that I couldn't do what I was called to do. Mm-hmm. Um, isolation. I lived in isolation for a whole year. Mm-hmm. Um, isolation creates depression. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I lived in that isolation, mm-hmm. and I only reached out to certain people. Warren um, Mitchell, um, who was my um, clinical supervisor when I was a counselor, became my confidant and was one of the few people that I trusted with this, you know, with mm-hmm. this um, pain. And so, and I, I didn't even trust my family with it mm-hmm. because they were already in their own pain, and I'm the helper in the family. Yeah. I'm the matriarch in our family. Yeah. I'm the one that takes care of everybody else. Yeah. So I wouldn't even cry in front of my own mother and my own children. So I had to have somebody. It took me an entire year to go to professional counseling. He knows it. Mm -hmm. He's the one that Mm -hmm. preferred me to my first counselor. 
but it took and, me a- and and let's talk about that real quick was it the the shame no or you I've never just- had any shame no it wasn't the shame what it took, was what made it pride take a year? pride okay you mm-hmm. know pride is worse pride is worse than shame mm-hmm. um it was I'm the helper. Uh-huh. I help people. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I can do this. Right. You know, I'm a counselor. I can counsel myself. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I have the tools. You know, Warren mm-hmm. knows I was proficient at group therapy. I was proficient at, um, you know, helping people walk through things or whatever. But the good thing about it was because, you know, God is amazing. Because I went and got that master's degree before this happened to me, I had the tools that I used to help other people. Mm-hmm. I had the tools to help myself. And one mm-hmm. of the major tools was writing. And that's how I developed the book. I journal every day. Everything that I felt, I wrote it down. Mm -hmm. And that turned into a book. But to be honest with you, um, I got to a point. He's right. I did get to clinical depression. And I know because I couldn't get out of bed. Yeah. (laughs) You can't get out of bed. You have a problem. And when you have children, you have to do something about it. And the love for my children is what made me say, get up and go get help. Get on meds. I got on meds. Mm-hmm. You know, went asking for. When you say get on meds, you took antidepressants. Yes, mm-hmm. so long, fifty milligrams to be exact. <laughs> um, I went and asked for them yeah. because, unlike a lot of people, when things happen to them, you know, I was thrusted into this media storm. I had these children that were dependent on me. Mm-hmm. Um, this family that you know looked for me. Um, how do I say this? They follow my cue. Mm-hmm. So if mm-hmm. I'm in bed laying down, everybody else is like, oh, my yeah. God. You know, yeah. seriously, that's the yeah. way it is in some families. Yeah. Like, if she's not okay, you know, okay. we're not okay. Exactly. You know. Yeah. So exactly. I had to be okay. To be you. So, Warren, you lived through this with Christina. Yes. Can you talk to us about going through um, or seeing her going through the depression and how you were able to, to help her through this? It was... Um, it was a shock at first just to um, hear what happened because mm-hmm. I think it was like the day before I saw her or did they can even it was the same day. Mm-hmm. But we worked together at mm-hmm. that time. Mm-hmm. And then hearing that this is what happened, um, I think I called and I spoke to her when she was in the hospital. She hadn't gotten into the coma yet. Mm-hmm. And she was still in shock, mm-hmm. not really realizing what had happened to her. Yeah. That she felt it was an accident at that time. Mm-hmm. And just after she com- came out of the coma and really putting things together, mm-hmm. seeing what happened, um, it was hard. Even the clients, they, they heard through somehow through the grapevine, something yeah. happened to Christy, and they were like, wanted to go out. Who is this guy? Yeah. Let's go out and get him. Yeah. Um, and even as a therapist, as you know, I, I, you know, I wasn't always a therapist, mm-hmm. so that male um, ego protective kind of thing came out. I'm sure. like, who the hell did what? what the? I'm yeah. like, Chris, who not does her. this? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, and so it it had to ch- chill myself out. Yeah. And and, and um, try and be just be present for her she didn't mm-hmm. reach out at first and mm-hmm. she had to kind of find some semblance of herself before she could even probably really reach out to talk to anyone mm-hmm. and i think that's what yeah. happens with a lot of people when you're going through a traumatic experience um particularly from a mental health perspective you don't reach out right. initially and it takes a long time um christina can you share um take us through you know one of your journeys of, of when you first felt like um you just weren't in your happy place mm-hmm. and you knew that you had to address those concerns and what got you that, to that point? Well, it's kind of, I was born into a situation that was unhealthy. We saw a lot of abuse. It wasn't foreign for us to see um, guns cocked to my mom's head. Mm-hmm. So I grew up oh, wow. really scary, very nervous, not really understanding what love meant. Mm-hmm. And that's why a lot of times now I tell women and People in general, the greatest lesson you can teach your children is how to love through the Mm -hmm. way that you love in your relationships. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, growing up with that type of rearing, you end up being either the victim that Mm -hmm. doesn't survive the survivor of abuse or you become the abuser. Mm -hmm. And so I consider myself a survivor Mm -hmm. um, because I ended up in a relationship where choking was his ammo, belittling me. um, Mm -hmm. And I used my platform for television years later mm-hmm. and doing Atlanta X's to put a face to, you know, domestic violence. Um, and I would go to area schools in Atlanta and talk to kids about uh, dating and domestic violence. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of times kids don't understand that abuse is about to start. They think it's cute, mm-hmm. you know, when someone is like, don't wear that, don't do this. If they're texting you a hundred times a day, that can lead to something else. Mm-hmm. And um, so for me, that's one of my biggest things. I So many things that Chrissy said, I was like, oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Like, So talk about how the domestic violence, you know, leads to unhealthy mental health, if you will. 
It's because it's all tied in and it goes hand in hand. You honestly lose yourself, you know, if you know who you are to begin with. Mm -hmm. um, A lot of us deal with abuse because we don't love ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that's how I I grew up, not loving myself, not feeling like I was attractive, feeling like I wasn't smart enough because my dad, my biological father didn't want to have anything to do with me. And unfortunately, we take that on as it's my fault Mm -hmm. or something about me isn't good enough because why doesn't he want me around? And because um, we lived in a small town, we lived in Charlotte, so we would drive past the family's auto shop and I would see all my siblings there, Mm -hmm. but I was never there. So Mm -hmm. I always felt like it must be me. It must Mm -hmm. be something wrong with me because why am I not invited or accepted? Um, so, so did you ever experience any anxiety as a result or any depression? I mean, my or? hands would shake. I was so used to my hands shaking. By the time I was diagnosed with Graves' disease, I didn't even know what the tremors were. I was just mm-hmm. used to that. Mm-hmm. Um, you just grow up afraid. You deal with a lot of negativity. You're you're your biggest. I mean, you're the worst on yourself. I think I was the hardest on myself. Um, like I said, I didn't feel like I was smart enough uh pretty enough I just felt like I was less than Mm -hmm. and growing up with that is how I ended up in a relationship or more than one relationship where there was abuse present Warren can you talk about how abuse directly affects some of the mental health uh issues that we have to overcome yes definitely um I think with regards to, especially you mentioned anxiety and there's depression, I think mm-hmm. a lot of times they go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has a lot to do, I believe, with a sense of um, stability, a mm-hmm. uh, sense of stability in your, in your sense of identity and your worth. Mm-hmm. And so in an abusive situation, especially as Christina has mentioned, and, um, growing, going, growing up in it for an extended period of time, you de- she's developed an identity mm-hmm. where this is the norm. Mm-hmm. where um, not being good enough is the norm. Mm-hmm. It's okay to be talked down to. It's okay to be left mm-hmm. out because mm-hmm. that's part of who I am. Mm-hmm. And so that slowly creeps in, even though I believe because of who we are at the core in our spirit, that's not who we are. So that our spirit sends out you know, messages, if you will, mm-hmm. to us to let us know something is off. And the anxiety and the depression, the mental health, I think are actually signs that something is off within us. Mm-hmm. It's not something is wrong with who we are. It's that something is not stabilized within our sense of self, our mm-hmm. understanding of who we are and how we're living our lives. And so if we're not doing anything about it, it shows up through either mental health, mm-hmm. um, mental health issues, or physical health issues right, at absolutely. times. Right. And so, not, and, so th- and that's having a sense of either subconsciously or consciously that something is off mm-hmm. and I'm not doing anything about it. Mm-hmm. And it's not getting better. Mm-hmm. And so the mental health are, are signs, I believe, that, that are indicators. Something is off. Pay attention. And let's do something about it. Yes. Christy, I want to go back to you for a second. Um, when did you feel like your antidepressants were starting to help you and you, if they helped or not, and you started feeling like yourself again? Or how long did it take you to get back to your happy place of, I mean, I don't want to say accepting, but just understanding that this was obviously something very real that happened to you and because you love yourself and your kids you had to figure out a way to keep going and turn this negative into a positive well to clarify um i, w- I was on antidepressants for about a year and then i just okay. weaned myself off of them okay um what antidepressants do they don't take away the issue right. and they don't make you happy what they do is they balance your serotonin level so you can manage so from a coping mm-hmm. standpoint yeah okay you can manage your feelings okay. um I was not in a position where I could just lay in bed all day, which is what I wanted to do. Right. And they gave me, they just increased my, um, you know, energy, mm-hmm. increased my energy. Got me to the point where I could just get, just sustain myself, mm-hmm. you know, so that I could get through the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because at the end of the day, survival was my goal. Mm-hmm. And by any means necessary, you know, if it means taking drugs, you know, whatever it requires, yeah. I'm going to live. And so, you know, it just got me through the roughest part. See, the roughest part um, was not the very beginning because I was in denial. When this first happened to me, I was in denial. He knows it. I didn't realize. Like, literally, it's just like when somebody dies. I don't know if you ever lost somebody that you really, really love when mm-hmm. they die. Mm-hmm. It takes in, a long time In the very beginning, mm-hmm. you deny it, yeah. and then you're very, very mad. You go through anger, mm-hmm. and then you go through all these little bars. You know, d- there are stages of grief. I needed depressants the most when I got to um, the depression stage. That's mm-hmm. the depression stage. Mm-hmm. It's like it's the fourth stage, you know. 
acceptance, I'm still working on that. I ain't there yet. Yeah. You know, it's been four years, but, you know, and I think I've accepted the fact, I've accepted that, that I'm not going to be able to be who I used to be, mm-hmm. but I haven't accepted the inhumanity of what happened to sure. me. Mm-hmm. I haven't accepted sure. that. Sure. So there is a difference in that. Uh, what would you say, Christina, to, to Christy, because obviously you're a life coach <laughs> right. as well, and, and having gone through, you know, some abuse, do you have any, you know, words to, to lend to what she's experienced and, and yourself as well, just in terms of, coping and getting through mm-hmm. on a day-to-day basis um one of the first things that i say in my Fly method is um really acknowledging you know what happened i know it's i don't know how much you've said in it or you know dealt with it on a i mean of course you have to deal with it on a day-to-day but really acknowledging what happened so that you can get into the meat of it mm-hmm. you know and um and really facing it and being able to accept, mm-hmm. you know, what's happened. And um, I'm sorry, I don't know a lot about, like, the communication. And I'm curious to know how your kids coped with it as well. Did, yeah, did your kids ever go through a point where you felt like, you know, they could eventually become depressed about this or just were sad? And, I mean, I know it's difficult for children to even understand mm-hmm. What's going on? Um, my children, they handled it differently because mm-hmm. they're different people. Mm-hmm. That's the thing about children. You have right. to raise them differently. Yeah. yeah. They're um, all uniquely individual. <laughs> <laughs> my son has only cried one time that I know of since this happened to me. He's an inner processor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but he's carried around a lot of anger. Mm-hmm. Um, they got a little bit better when this guy was sentenced to prison. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can imagine somebody does it to your mom, and at the time he was 13 years old, mm-hmm. and then he goes to his adolescence like mm-hmm. this, watching yeah. his mother suffer. <sighs> so. No, I know this I, I is know. difficult. Yeah. Yep. Warren, um, just share with us a little bit more um, about what we need to do on a regular basis. If we know someone that has experienced a traumatic situation, um, things we can do from a preventative standpoint to help us take care of our mental health um, and anything else that you want to share, maybe with some of your not disclosing any patient names, but just mm-hmm. situations that you've seen and how people have kind of overcome what they're going through. Mm-hmm. Um I think a, a first part of this is this process of healing and being. We first have to acknowledge that this is happening. Mm-hmm. We have to acknowledge that what is what. What are my thoughts about what's happening? Mm-hmm. Uh, what are my feelings about what's happening? And without mm-hmm. judging myself about what those thoughts and feelings are, yeah. they just are. Yeah. Uh, and so, in that process, I think we, the key is getting to a place where you can acknowledge who you are. Mm-hmm in spite of the situation mm-hmm. and the struggle that you're in, that you, who you're worth, mm-hmm. is not tied to what what's happening to mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And I think that people that suffer from more severe um, mental health disorders, that's a really difficult part. It is. Because um, I've seen, you know, family members experience that where they just, they're just not mm-hmm. accepting that they're still this great person, but this is just something that they have, you know, to deal with. And mm-hmm. they don't want to accept that they have mm-hmm. an issue or something is wrong or right that's what they're going through um and that's what i'm just praying you know that that we can that's why we started silence to shame is so that people family members you know aunts uncles grandparents Mm -hmm. cousins especially Mm -hmm. in our urban community Mm y'all let's be real like we don't want to talk about it (laughs) like it is so taboo that it's like it's shameful that Mm -hmm. you know we'll walk around and act like nothing is Mm -hmm. wrong or you know how on the show Soul Food back in the day they had the Uncle Pete and they mm-hmm. just play, put Uncle Pete in the back room mm-hmm. and didn't yeah. even deal with him when clearly right. Uncle Pete was going through right. some mental health exactly. issues. <laughs> for sure, for you sure. know, um, and the crazy thing is one of my uncles, he went through a depression. He was probably in his early 70s. Mm-hmm. And when my his mom died, who was my grandmother, and then his brother died, it just further tipped him over. Mm-hmm. I mean, to the point where he wouldn't even talk. Mm-hmm. He would come. I'd be like, you know, um, Janabla, it's time to eat. He'd come, sit at the table, eat, and then go right back. I would not mm-hmm. say a thing. Mm-hmm. And the sad part was back in the day, my uncle was off the chain. He wow. would be, he had a little CB radio in his room. <laughs> He'd be on the CB all the time, talking smack, you know, mm-hmm. and having a good time, enjoying life. And we finally put him on antidepressants. And, and I know, I'm not, please don't get me wrong, I'm not saying everyone needs medication, mm-hmm. right? Everybody's situation is different, but I can only talk about my experiences. Mm-hmm. And when my uncle got on those antidepressants, it was like 
somebody just turned Turn all the, the lights on in the room. I was like, what in the what? Yeah. No, he was laughing and joking. And even my sister was like, oh, my God, are you seeing this? Like, he was. A de- so I clearly knew he was depressed. Right. Yeah. Even though he wasn't clinically diagnosed, right. he was clearly depressed. Mm-hmm. He did not want to be around anybody. Mm-hmm. And and I just want people to, whether it's seeing a therapist, seeing a counselor, mm-hmm. talking to your girlfriend, talking to your best friend. Absolutely. You know, those days where you don't want to get out of the bed. That's what happened to me. And everybody knows I love the party. I'm the life of the party <laughs> when I want to be sometimes. <laughs> but there were times where I didn't want to pull the, the sheets back yeah. and I didn't want to open the blinds. This was two years ago when I was having suicidal thoughts. And a lot of my close friends, whether they were from Southwest Atlanta, they were like, what do you mean you're depressed? And, <laughs> you know, it was almost as if, like, they were looking at me like, how dare you? Right, right. You know, and I'm like, y'all think I asked for this shit? Right. Like, I didn't want to be depressed. Right. Like, okay, so I'm successful. Okay, right. I made all this money and I work with all these celebrities. I'm still freaking human. Mm-hmm. human. That's right. And I can go through stuff just yeah, like everybody else. But people yeah. were just surprised. And, you know, that just goes to show, like, well, this fa- necessary, though. Like, we got to talk, yeah. man. Yeah, that's we have to communicate. Everybody goes through something. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we got to peel back the layers of shame and stigma. And, and for me, being able to start talking about whatever I was going through was just freeing for me. Because mm-hmm. I was like, yo, this is who I am, and I'm not embarrassed. That's good. It's all good. And when people see you as the strongest person, like, you're so strong, and a lot of people lean on you. Right. Yep. Which is what Christy them. said, yes. being the mom. Mm-hmm. It's very hard for them to watch you go through. Yes. Um, because they're like... You're invincible, right. but this they doesn't happen with you. They also the question, what does she have to be sad about? Right. How dare you? You got yeah. this, that, yeah. and the third. Well, that's just stuff. Yeah. I yeah, mean, she's pretty. Stuff. She's smart. She's rich. Mm-hmm. I mean, get out of here. What are you sad about? It's They don't understand that it's clinical. It's yes. clinical depression. Absolutely. You know? And I know going through my divorce, um, I had like a two-week period where I didn't get out of the bed, only to use the restroom, mm. and I wouldn't bathe, and I wouldn't mm. eat, and oh, my no. kids would come by the room and like, Mom, are you getting up today? Mm-hmm. Are you? Mm-hmm. I went through that stage. And I kept saying, no, I'm depressed, you know. And, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and you feel and guilty because you don't want to get, you don't want to put paint that image for them. For them, and yeah. that's what I was going to say. Like, in my household, we call it the D word now because... After I came out of that, and I had to have a friend come, like, run bath water and, like, put me in the tub. But I remember my daughter, a few weeks later, she had something going on at school, and she was, you know, a little upset about it. And she was like, Mom, I'm depressed. Mm. And I remember thinking... That's because that's what I, you know, I was mm-hmm. teaching them, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. this is how you handle it. This mm-hmm. is how you go through right. it. And from that moment on, I, we called it the D, no, we're calling this the D word. But we're the gonna key is you are at least talking about it yes. with her. And we're going to communicate about, you know, this is what mom is going through. This is why I took this hiatus. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you're going through this. Let's acknowledge it. Let, you know, I want you to feel the pain from it. Kick, scream, cry, do whatever you have to do, but we're going to communicate about it. And you're going to get through it. You're right. going to be fine. Mm-hmm. You're going to be fine. And you talked to all three of you talked about the, the significance of the person who is the, 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 the go-to person yes. in that community uh-huh. or in that, in that mm-hmm. network. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the depression also teaches that person um, about maybe an unhealthy um, position that you may have put yourself in and having mm-hmm. so many people depend on you mm-hmm. while you're not taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. And so the depression is a process mm-hmm. to shift that connection you have with yourself and with others. Mm-hmm. So it's to, to, to learn the lesson from the depression. It's like, okay, I see that when I'm in this space, some of you not even around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't know, want to be around, don't know what to say. And I'm looking to lean on somebody now, and yes. there's nobody to yeah. really lean on. Warren, can you talk a little bit about um, counseling? And, and you can speak on this, too, obviously, because that's what you did. And, and how taboo is it, right, for African Americans? Or, I mean, I know that there's help out there, and it's a ton of licensed health care professionals. But a lot of people are like, oh, I don't need that. I don't need to talk mm-hmm. to nobody. I'm good. Yeah, it's it's a major and, and taboo within the community, but especially with men throughout various ethnic groups. Right. Um, that seeking help, especially from an emotional perspective. Because they're supposed to be the strong, the strong ones. Yes. The protector, the yeah. provider. Right. And, and so we've been taught, whether it be from an evolutionary perspective, whether it be if you were living on the streets mm-hmm. and, 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 or played sports or in the military, we were taught to be vulnerable as a sign of weakness. Mm. That you have to be strong. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. All right? And if anybody wants you to be vulnerable, they're trying to hurt you. Mm-hmm. All right? Interesting. So your opponents on the team, they're looking for your vulnerable spots. 
all right? right. You're in boxing. Yeah. You're looking for the open spot the, yeah. that's vulnerable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we identify women as the one that that's your stuff. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. we also identify you as being weak. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so for me to be emotional, for me to be vulnerable, it means I'm a woman. Mm-hmm. And women are weak. Mm-hmm. And so we don't want to come to counseling because we are thinking, especially mm-hmm. as men, that that's what we're doing. That's for women. Mm-hmm. It's okay wow. for them to do it. Mm-hmm. And But when men come in and they give, at least I tell a lot of women and to bring in their husbands or boyfriends, just, just one session and see because mm-hmm. I'm not trying to attack them. That's another thing why. Um, they feel they don't want to go to the counseling. They feel like they're going to be attacked. attacked. Mm-hmm. That's right. really interesting. Yes. Yeah. And wow. so oh, when nice. they don't sit, hear that from me, that I'm mm-hmm. trying to attack the issue mm-hmm. and trying to understand why you, your, what was your position in, in this issue, in this situation, mm-hmm. they take a, they, their defenses go down. Chrissy, mm-hmm. what's your take on that? You know, to be, it was funny about that is I am a woman, <laughs> but just like you, I have a dominant personality. Mm-hmm. Um, they call them, I don't know what they call us, boss chicks, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but my dominant personality sometimes has me take on some of the qualities of men, which, right. you know. Yes. Same here. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> that way and working in a male-dominated industry. Yeah. So Guilty. Absolutely. Yeah. I've always been, before counseling, I was in sales. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I had a, um, you know, anyway, I had to be assertive. So the point is, mm-hmm. the greatest gift that I gave myself was when I gave myself permission to be both afraid and courageous at the same time. Mm-hmm. And when I learned that there is strength in vulnerability, right. it Absolutely. takes strength Amen. to show your weakness. Say that and again. That's why I'm mm-hmm. so candid. That's why I released a story and told it all. Yeah. It takes courage to do that. Yeah, that mm-hmm. is the exact yeah. opposite of being weak. Yeah, right. Most people are not say. strong enough <laughs> yeah. to tell you it the truth about what they've been doing. I need that's help. Right. It takes a lot of courage, yeah. and I was mm-hmm. able to do that. When I was able to free myself and say, you know what, I am so astronomically imperfect mm. that I'm perfect. That's right. You know what I'm yes. saying? I'm so astronomically op- imperfect and I'm okay with that mm-hmm. and this is what it is. Let's deal with it. And I love myself so much that yeah. I'm going to go to counseling. I'm going to take whatever I need to take mm-hmm. to get mm-hmm. through this because I don't want to die. Good for you. There's a that's lot of strength right. in doing that. When I realized that it was okay to do that, um, that's when I started freeing myself up a little bit. And that's Amen. it. Like I said, it took a whole mm-hmm. year to go to counseling and I'm a counselor. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And you for know. me, again, with my career, my background, when I first started sharing on, on Instagram and a lot of like Facebook are like my friends that I grew up with. Yeah. And I know I don't have a lot of strangers that are my mm-hmm. friends on Facebook, but Instagram is everybody. <laughs> and so when you I started like talking, don't you? no, <laughs> I only have 31,000, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I'm trying to grow it. But um, when I started sharing with strangers, it was so freeing. It, mm-hmm. it was a peace that came over me. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm okay about this. Mm-hmm. You free other people when you do yeah. that. You absolutely do. And so um, Christina does an amazing women's retreat that I, hopefully you guys will talk about after yeah, this. Yeah, I want to talk about it. Um, tell us about what you've seen some of the ladies say and how freeing it is for them to be able to talk and share. Because, you know, clearing your thoughts and what's mm-hmm. going on in that headspace creates better mental health right yes. for you mm-hmm. on a daily basis so that it does that's that's what i like to think of as preventative care like mm-hmm. what can be good preventative care right. it's being able to share your thoughts like you do with your daughter even though you may call depression the d word yes. in your family whatever works for your family the key right. is you're sharing and you're talking absolutely and you're not keeping those feelings inside mm-hmm. that could one day lead to depression anxiety mm-hmm. or it could be a psychotic break just from mm-hmm. you know that build up of stress Um, So Mm -hmm. talk about some of the stuff you've experienced uh, at your retreat. Well, we do this thing called Pillow Talk with Christina. And I tell my story um, just because I grew up, you know, under this abusive household. But I also um, look for the male energy that I was missing from my dad from boys, pregnant at 16, again Mm -hmm. at 19, um, being in these domestic violence relationships and then getting diagnosed with Graves disease, which I feel like was just that physical sign of all of the anger, mm-hmm. resentment, mm-hmm. self-hatred, mm-hmm. and, you know, all of that manifested in two graves. Mm-hmm. So the beautiful thing about when you are sharing, it opens other people up to share their story. And that's why vulnerability is so important, because when I put it all out there on the line, like, this is who I am, this is what I've dealt with, this is what I, you know, have been through, it frees the women. So we had so many women that... And women, some of the women that I knew that I never knew had been gang raped, um, who had been depressed Mm -hmm. and 
you know, tried to commit suicide and these things. Mm-hmm. And so this gives them the opportunity to share in an environment. In a safe. Yes, where yeah. it's safe. We don't allow anyone to tape or we mm-hmm. don't have cameras. It's just me and the lady sitting on the floor in our PJs and really getting to the core of our stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, That's it grew great. me, awesome. too, because I wasn't even expecting. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to help, you know, right, these right, women right. do this <laughs> and do that. And I'm, like, telling the women my story about my father not being there and the the my siblings that I was telling you about who were at the shop that I would always pass and was never invited were at my retreat. Wow. Okay. And my sister was Get like, I took so much. She was bawling, pain from him because my dad ended up getting hooked on drugs and she was like I would do it all over again so that you could become who you are to the world Oh wow! Wow. and do not have any regrets or heart you know bad feelings about him not being there because I don't feel like you would be the same person Mm -hmm. had you experienced Mm -hmm. life with him Mm mm-hmm You know, and I tell people that all the time, like, but I was bawling just because I was only sharing with everyone, you know, like I felt like I had reconciled my relationship with my father after his passing. We did have one conversation before he passed and he didn't really say Yes, I messed up. This mm-hmm. is what, because mm-hmm. you may not get that. I'm That's sorry. You may not get that. You have to and be you okay may, with yeah, that. Yeah, you just yeah. may mm-hmm. not get that. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm the worst person ever. And yeah, I agree with everything you said. He denied everything, but it gave me closure. And then after he passed, I really got to dig in. Right. So <laughs> I wasn't expecting to even ball or just be yeah. like, wait, what? You know, yeah. but just to see it from someone else's perspective, from my sister's perspective, who actually had him in her life Mm -hmm. and you don't know how people are suffering on the other end Mm -hmm. you know so this retreat has I mean it's it's so fulfilling to me and every woman that's involved just because we get to do more about it though like when is it how long how many people how Um, often is it so the last retreat I oversold it was like 80 women this time I'm only doing 25 women because I need to be able to yeah Yeah. I want it intimate where I can really get into the meat with these women talk Mm -hmm. to these women love on these women and I tried to love on everybody, but I remember the last day of the retreat feeling like, oh, God, I didn't hug her. I don't remember. she. I didn't even know she was here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So or I not just, really being able to get them to really tell their story and yeah. have enough time. So with this being, you know, a more intimate space, I'll be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And so it's mm-hmm. April 21st through the 23rd. And... Um, we are doing it from that Friday evening. We're going to, it's my birthday weekend. And I just really want to spoil them like it's their birthday. And that's the beautiful thing about it is we do the work and we cry and it gets heavy, but we are you done with your speakers. Have you booked all your speakers? Um, Pretty much for this one, I'm gonna tour it, but I'm open. I was gonna say, I because I feel like you, <laughs> I need Christy, would be so powerful. powerful. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So powerful. I love the idea. Actually, I'm considering starting a um, just a, maybe a monthly support group similar yes. to what you do, but a monthly thing where women can come and just focus on self care. Yes, like just loving mm-hmm. on ourselves mm-hmm. or whatever. We need I just, that. I need yeah, to put it together. Great. Having I'm, like, it's an idea. Mm-hmm. Literally, it just dropped in my spirit last done. week. It'll That's get why done. I was so That's curious personality, about what you yes. And let done. me know if I can help in any way, because that's what I'm all about. Like, like I was saying earlier, we as women put everyone before ourselves. Right. Everybody right. comes before, right. and then we end up sick, and we end up stressed mm-hmm. out, we end up depressed, yep. mm-hmm. suicidal, just because we haven't we haven't placed right. that self care, you know, into mm-hmm. us. You know, like we do everyone else. Mm-hmm. So. I'm really, really big on helping women to forgive themselves, to love themselves, to deal with that foundation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A home that's built on a strong foundation won't fall, you know, and a lot of times we're building this what looks beautiful from Mm -hmm. the outside, Mm -hmm. from social media and all of that. But we're just shredded on the inside. Absolutely right. And you know what? If you heal the woman. You heal the home, That's you heal right. the family, mm-hmm. you know, you heal mm-hmm. you heal future generations. Absolutely. So yes, what you're doing is powerful. Thank Very you. And you. I tell women all the time, I'm like, okay, so if you wear yourself out, at the end of the day, there's no reward for that. It's right. not like you're gonna get the superwoman <laughs> reward and then you're gonna wake <laughs> award and then you're gonna wake up and everything's gonna be perfect and healed. 
you have to take that time for you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because if you're not okay they're not going to be okay and you're running around with these kids 50 million activities you're trying to work and you're doing this and doing that and then you got to go home and cook dinner and you can't even take a bath Mm -hmm. you know what I mean some days you're too exhausted to take a shower you have to be able to give yourself that time back so I tell women write a list of 10 things that you love to do it could be small like for me taking a bubble bath is everything if I get an hour in the top yeah it's like a vacation I I, I wrote about this in my book too I call it a survival toolkit yeah and I, I spoke at Spelman a couple of weeks ago and I spoke to this group of leaders scholars mm-hmm. you know just they're just amazing women mm-hmm. but what I told them was you're very very young now you want to learn right now mm-hmm. to love yourself first and mm-hmm. to care Absolutely. for yourself because when you go out into the world and you're going to have all these great careers mm-hmm. you're going to add on to that children mm-hmm. and you're going to mm-hmm. add on to that mm-hmm. men you're going right. to add on to that mm-hmm. businesses and all those mm-hmm. things you got to learn how to take care of yourself at a young age otherwise you will end up resentful mm-hmm. yes Absolutely. because of that the um, program was called saving superwoman Wow. Interesting. Wow. And that's what I think I'm going to do, do with this um, self-care program I want to do, Saving Superwoman, yes. especially as brown women. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We yeah. have this tendency we to think to we got to save the whole world. We do. And nobody's saving us. That's yeah. right. You know. So, I'm just yes. I'm so proud of all of you guys. Oh, wow. Proud of you and too. just understanding the importance of, you know, turning, you know, again, those negative situations into something positive in the community for yourself. You know, how you can share, how you can be so vulnerable how you can be so open, you mm-hmm. know, to give back to others. And I just want to share with you guys some of the things we're doing for Silence to Shame. Um, if you don't know, May is National Mental Health Month, and we are doing a Silence to Shame Day on May 5th. And we have a lot of people that are going to be posting and tweeting. And, you know, our goal is to become a trending topic. And, yes, there are a ton of other wonderful organizations in the country um, that is, you know, supporting good mental health um, and being able to help provide treatment and care. And what we want to do is bring those uh, organizations to the forefront and just, again, hashtag silence the shame. So I hope we can count on you guys um, to support us for our social media campaign. And then on May 6th, if you guys are in town, uh, we're doing our first mental health fair at Young Middle School in Southwest awesome. Atlanta, which is really great because that's where I went to middle school. So it's, oh, wow. it's kind of coming full circle that wow. I can go back and share because even during the time when I was in middle school, um, although I wouldn't talk about it, it didn't mean I wasn't sad about my dad mm-hmm. and, right. and him committing suicide. And that's what eventually led to my depression. But I buried those feelings for so long and was just afraid to talk mm-hmm. to a counselor or someone like Warren and and never really got the help that I needed. So we're going to have a lot of people on hand. We're doing a wonderful panel discussion that day. And we're going to have vendors on hand to provide resource information. And, you know, love to pass out some information regarding, you know, your sure. retreat. Well, it'll be after it'll your be, retreat. Yeah. But whatever else you have going okay. on, I want to support everything that you guys are doing. And then on May 7th, really excited about this. I'm a member of Ebenezer Baptist Church. Mm. Shout out to uh, Pastor Warnock. We've never dedicated, uh, Pastor said, Ebenezer has never dedicated a Sunday around mental health. And so mm-hmm. it's Silence the Shame Day at Ebenezer. Mm-hmm. And we have mm-hmm. three other churches that are looking to get involved. I think uh, Elizabeth is going to be helping us make some announcements and the Living Well Church here and trying to get some more churches involved because, you know, the shaming stigma exists in the churches too. And so mm-hmm. if we could, you know, start there. Right. And get them to understand, you know, that it's wrong, you know, to create that stigma and, and wrong to be shameful and not being open to help family members and friends. So this is just the beginning for us with this initiative and what we're trying to do. Um, we certainly want to continue to support your organization, um, your organization, Christine, as well, from a domestic violence standpoint, because all this goes hand in hand again. Yes. It's, it's things that can become triggers or traumatic experience in your life, no matter what you might have gone through, that can lead to you having a mental health illness. And mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that it's something you'll have for your entire life. You may or may not, but there are ways to seek treatment and people you can talk to, like Warren. Can you, I want all of you guys to leave us with some kind of parting words and of encouragement and any projects that you're working on, any organizations or support groups that you might want to shout out that helped you through your journey. Um, I know for one, Dr. Natasha Thomas was um, really instrumental in helping me through a lot. And a shout out to the Grady Behavioral Health Department. They're working closely with me on this initiative and some other wonderful folks in the city of Atlanta. So we're just getting started and we're going to continue to peel back the layers of shame and stigma um, with the Silence of Shame podcast. This is episode three and we're just getting going. So Warren, we'll start with you. <laughs> okay. Um, parting words. Uh, depression um, is can be a very healthy thing 
if you choose to use it for your benefit, mm-hmm. recognizing that. And what? Uh, and so I'm gonna play devil's advocate. Yeah. How can depression be helpful for me? I don't understand that. It's helping you to recognize that something is off with how you've been living, mm-hmm. and because you weren't paying attention to yourself enough, mm-hmm. depression showed up. It's mm-hmm. only a symptom of stuff that's been going on exactly. before. Gotcha. It it itself is not the enemy. If mm-hmm. you don't deal with it, it will. It has a, a life force within it. It'll sure. suck the life out of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But depression is a symptom of us not living a centered and balanced life and being true to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so if you sense that something is off within you, you're not feeling well, you're feeling sad, you're starting to feel irritable Mm -hmm. easily, or you just want to isolate, that's one of the signs of elements or Are there any tests you can take or assessments? There are a lot of mini assessments online Mm -hmm. um, that you can find. I Mm -hmm. can't give you any at the top of my head right now. But there are a lot of assessments to help you to figure out at least something is off. You may not be clinically depressed, right? But you shouldn't wait until you're clinically depressed to seek out support. Absolutely, um, it's it's even difficult for people who are in that space to even accept uh, exactly. the support. Okay. Exactly. And so, the, the, when you still are functioning, mm-hmm. is the best time to get the help. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also the more difficult time because you're functioning, so you think you're still okay. Mm-hmm. Ah, and interesting. Yeah, and you may not be. Okay. All right. And so, being able to just accept that something is off and it's okay. Mm-hmm. And, to, and to just reach out. How um, can we reach you or if someone wanted to utilize your services sure, as a um, life coach or a therapist? Um, I have a website, a journeyofselfdiscovery.org. Okay. So there you can see some of the, I have a blog site that's on there as well. Some of the services I provide. Mm-hmm. Um, my phone number, um, it's 770-882-4240. That's mm-hmm. my number to get in touch with me. I'm also on Instagram, a journey of being. At hashtag a journey of being. Okay. And so those are areas, some areas that you can um, um, reach me or my email, um, a journey of self at gmail.com. Well, it was such an honor to have you on the show today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Christina? Yes. Um, one of the biggest things that I try to tell people is, and what helped to heal me when I was, I almost died from graves, mm. um, is to stay in a state of gratitude. Mm-hmm. I think it's important for us to remember the things that we do have to be grateful for. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that I'm here, I'm breathing, that's amazing, you know, and that means that I have purpose, mm-hmm. you know. So we all are here because we do have a purpose and staying in a state of gratitude really, really helped heal me when the doctors are like, oh, you're going to die. Um, your kidneys are going to fail because your thyroid is not um, stable. Mm-hmm. You're going to go into cardiac arrest. It's amazing how humans think they have the last word, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But I remember that day saying, after crying for weeks and weeks and weeks, saying, um, instead of listening to man, I'm going to stand on the promises of God. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very important for us to just remember the things that we do have and making sure that we are focusing on the beautiful things because this is a it is a journey and it can be tough, but nothing is for nothing. Mm-hmm. Everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. And just staying in a state of gratitude as much as possible, I think, is very, very healing. Yes. Well, thank you. I'm so proud of you. Thank and you, and I, too, had no idea of your journey and your story. Um, and I'm just so moved by it. You've always thank been you. such a a ray of sunshine every time I see you. Very friendly, always very thoughtful and kind. And I, I, I appreciated that because, mm-hmm. you know, it can be tough dealing with, you know, women in entertainment or yes. if you're the spouse of someone and them, you always welcome me, you know, with open arms yeah. of love and support and knew that, you know, let's be real. I wasn't trying to talk to your husband. <laughs> right. I was just doing my job. But I, I just thank you for just being that ray of sunshine. Oh, and anything that I can do to support your organization and what you're oh. doing, it sounds amazing. Thank you. And so hopefully I can be a part of it next year. I would I love, love to come and what? share my story. I would be um, honored to have you. So we should definitely talk and, okay. and figure it out. Um, but, you know. Did you mention where we can reach you? No, if okay. um, everything is on my website, it's www.christinasjohnson.com. On Instagram, I'm Christina Johnson underscore. Um, Facebook, Christina Johnson. Okay. You can find me in all those places. You can sign up for the life coaching sessions on my website. Find my makeup line and everything that I'm involved in. The, the and retreat your up is on point. Thank so you, ladies <laughs> or gentlemen. If you're trying to buy something for your girl, right. you, you need to. Yeah, butterfly effects. It's Love yeah. It. There's a link to it. So That's and awesome. thank you again for having me. This oh, has been this pleasure. has been healing for me. You yeah. guys are awesome. Thank you. And, and thank if you, you have any ladies that you know after your retreat that want to mm-hmm. come share. 
Oh, you that know, would, would be great. Be, okay, know, I'll let you, you can, know for sure. Yeah, definitely offer them the opportunity to come and okay. share their story awesome. on the podcast. Oh, I call them my butterflies when they Aww. go through the retreat. So, and it's so amazing how they all end up with these special relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, four of the women up in New York, and there's a young lady in Canada, and everybody oh, keeps wow. in touch with everybody. That's fantastic. Yeah, and so you know they'll call me like, oh, I'm going through this, and I'll talk them off the ledge, and we just yeah. stay in touch with each other and bond because I think it's important. Um, for us to understand that when we come together, we're so powerful. It is. And it we is. need to support each other. Because and remember, there's no shame with whatever you're going through. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I think, I can't remember her name, Bree. She always says vulnerability makes you beautiful. And I believe that. Mm-hmm. I absolutely yeah. believe that. I that love makes that. me gorgeous. Yes. <laughs> yes. It makes me yes. gorgeous. And last but certainly not least, uh, my dear friend and sister, um, you know how I feel about you. Um, I'm honored to be one of the the yellow tulips. Uh, and that you talk about your butterflies. We're her yellow tulips, oh, um, her, her circle of, of trust and support. And I'm looking forward to just doing some more really amazing things with you, you know, in your timing. But what you've been able to do. In the past four years, um, I don't know that I would have been as courageous as you. And, and you just, you're such a, a beacon of hope and of strength um, that I've never witnessed. And I'm so, so proud of you. Thank you. And, and you make all of us proud that can even remotely call you friend. Thank you. Because you, you, you just, God is using you in a way and he has his hand all over it, even mm-hmm. though it is one of the most, you know, traumatic things that anyone could go through. He's got his arms around you mm-hmm. and he has a lot of great plans for you. Um, and I, I just I continue to to be impressed and, and and humble to be able to take this journey with you as difficult as it is. Just the love and light that you're pulling from it is unmatched. And we love you, Christy. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. So can you leave cry. us? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just keeping it real. You are and you are like and when I say a tough girl, like Christy mm-hmm. don't play. <laughs> I see that hand. She's on like, we gonna do this, this in the third. And let's get I hit her the other day and she was like she got right on it. She was like, hold on, hold on. She texted Warren within and got, she was like, within, <laughs> yes, y'all, maybe even a minute and 30 seconds. Yeah. She was like, okay, Warren is in. Are you sure this is going to happen? Because if we move around our schedules, I need to know this is real. I'm like, I got you and it's going to happen. And I was like, let me make sure my shit is Because Christy ain't playing. I put it out there. I got to make it happen. So. I love it. So we love you, girl. Well, let me tell you, I love you too. And let me tell you something. First of all, I wanted to give you I want to, I don't have to explain my tears, but I don't do a whole lot of crying. But um, I came in here rattled because yesterday was a day. It was a little bit stressful because I was trying to get my son ready for prom. Yeah. Uh, last minute, they didn't have the car, you know, this car mm-hmm. that I wanted him to have. I just wanted him to have this special moment. You know, he's mm-hmm. been through a lot of stuff. He's graduated from high school. Mm-hmm. And the day was just crazy. But it ended out well. You know, it was beautiful. He went to the prom. Girl, I saw that dress his date yeah. had on. <laughs> but listen, but right before I came in here, I met him, got the car, and I found out that he got hit. Somebody hit him getting out of his car, going into the prom. He never told me because oh, he, no. he didn't want me to worry about it last wow. night. Just told me today because, you know, he stayed with his friends last uh-huh. night. But somebody literally hit him with their car at Is the prom okay? and drove off. Wow. I'm going to take him to the emergency room. You know how I am. I wasn't going to let you down, but I'm going to take him to the emergency oh, room when I girl. leave here. But I came in here rattled because he's trying out for two college baseball teams next week. Mm. And I'm like, okay. Just started praying or whatever yeah. because, you know, I don't want nobody to mess up his Absolutely. college career. Mm-hmm. And then they just drive off. Yeah. Teenagers just drive off or whatever. So that's what I, ca- I came. I wanted to explain it. And that's what the tears were about because I was like, this kid has been through so much. Mm-hmm. But he was so happy yesterday. And he's going to college. And his leg is going to be fine. It's not broken or anything okay. like that. It's just okay, the fact that he's goodness. trying out for, you know, he's a You're runner. Right. He's right. fast. Right. And so I don't know how fast he can run if somebody just hit him with a right. car. Mm-hmm. Right. You know. Right. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, that's. We're definitely going to keep him in so that's prayer. The, you know, yes. Warren knows how I am. I just, yeah. I like to just put stuff out. No, there. absolutely. I came in feeling that way, and that's the way I came in. Here. And I feel bad. I would have totally no, moved no, no. the it, schedule. No, oh no it's not that deep. Trust me. When I leave out of here, you know, I handle both. I handle business yeah. and I handle family. Yeah. Um, equally, well, not equally. Family always comes first. Right. But I, but I had already promised to do this. The point I'm trying to make to you is, you are, um, you have been a a bright yellow tulip. Um, to talk about the book a little bit, yellow tulips on a cloudy day. The reason why this is important is because that's what my book is about. Cloudy day is depression. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. That's what the show is about. Mm-hmm. I Absolutely. was depressed 
for a long period of time. But the way that I got through it, if you really want to know the truth, it wasn't just medication. Is that God gave me yellow tulips. Every day there was somebody showing me kindness, mm -hmm. strangers, mm -hmm. sending me money, you putting on events. Always being there for when I ask you to be there. And that sometimes we need support. Yes. Mm -hmm. And to be mm -hmm. honest with you, I learned so much through my brokenness. And I got so powerful through my brokenness when I learned how to ask for help and mm -hmm. remove the arrogance. Because what I also found out, it is extremely arrogant to mm -hmm. think that you can take care of the whole world mm -hmm. and nobody's good enough to take care of that's you. Right. And when I learned that right there, that's what I want to leave people with. Mm -hmm. Be okay with needing other people. Mm -hmm. There's arrogance Ooh, in never asking for help. Again. What makes you think yes. you can help everybody else and yeah, nobody absolutely. can help you? Amen. What makes you think absolutely. you're so good? And I think that's a big struggle that so many people deal with. Yes. Is not being yeah. willing to accept help. Yeah, that yes. was my issue. Like they gave people gave me this this title, courageous. I didn't give it to myself. <laughs> they gave me this title, courageous Christians. So I felt I had to walk into it. They described me as the worst case of domestic violence, living case in the United States. Mm visible because you can see it. I walk around with it every day. I can't hide it. You know, even though when I do shows, they describe me as the worst case they've ever seen, the most heinous case they've ever seen in the United States, you know, intimate partner violence. You know what? I don't like it. I don't want to be labeled as that. Yeah. It makes me feel good. It's a stigma that I don't want attached to me. Sure, sure. But the way that I'm overcoming this thing is to put it out there yep. some days I wear makeup some days I don't mm -hmm. deal with it I'm not looking my best today right. this is what it is well, somebody hurt me horribly yes, yes. you know somebody hurt me horribly and it's an ugly situation mm -hmm. you know and if I don't show the ugliness sometimes mm -hmm. and remove the shame right. and the silence or whatever just right. like with depression it's yeah. the same thing it's yeah, just two different right. subjects yeah, absolutely you know right. what I mean and they're connected they are yeah. they're connected because guess what um just like domestic violence leads to other societal ills mm -hmm. So does depression. Mm -hmm. Guess what? If you're depressed and you don't know how to handle it, you don't know how to go to a professional, you go out there and you pick up the wrong types of drugs. Mm -hmm. Oh, right. That's you, right. Ooh, depression yes, leads that's to homelessness. Correct. Depression leads to domestic violence. And prison. Mm -hmm. And prison. So many of our so, young men and women that are incarcerated are suffering from mental exactly. health. That's we right. know this, don't we? That's for sure. A lot of our homeless mm -hmm. clients, they were mentally, they were depressed, mm -hmm. clinically yes. depressed. Yeah. And they go out in the streets and they pick up the wrong types of drugs. So what you're doing it's so global that you have no idea. Mm -hmm. It's huge. It's so global. Well, you know, and so I, I, I praise you. I thank you for being one of my yellow tulips. But I thank you for being a yellow tulip to the world. Yeah. You, she helps so many people. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. And thank so you, I just I'm honored to be your friend. If you the point I'm trying to make is if you ask me to do something and I can do it, if I got to switch. Some and stuff you around, said that. And I'm just. Yeah. Well, I tell you. But see, because of your pride, though, you don't understand that you don't. All you have to do is ask me. Mm -hmm. All you have to do is ask me because you were there when I didn't even ask you. I didn't even ask her for help. I didn't ask her. She just gave it. Mm -hmm. So all you got to do now that I've gotten stronger and I can help me and you mm -hmm. is just let me know what you need. So it's if funny can... going back to what you said earlier. I, too, was the girl that was afraid to always ask for exactly. help because I'm always helping everybody else. Exactly. I mean, I, my life was... You know, even though it was in entertainment, it was to help everybody else fulfill their dreams. Yes. And God was allowing me to do the work I liked, but I felt like I was pouring into everybody else's company or right. their, you know, intellectual property. And now I feel like, you know, again, even though it, it took a traumatic situation for me not necessarily wanting to be here and having suicidal thoughts to say, now I can finally turn that light on and help somebody else. Right. And right. then ask people to help me help others. Yes. Right. Um, so, yeah, I received that. And this is my passion, too. Remember, I'm a mental health counselor. Yes. I was that before I was this. Mm -hmm. So they both mean a lot to me. Mm -hmm. You know, they, to me, they go together. Absolutely. They well, go together. Thank you so, so much. You. Is there anything else? How can people reach you? And let us know where we can buy the book. Okay. So um, the book is available on Amazon. But if you if you order it from CourageousChristy.com, which is my direct mm -hmm. website, mm -hmm. you can get an autograph. And you really want to oh, get this yay. autograph. Yes, you yeah. do, y'all. Um, <laughs> I have a um, for-profit Courageous Christy LLC, which covers my public speaking. Book me to speak. I love speaking. It's um, mm -hmm. it's it's what God put in place of the counseling. I don't practice counseling anymore. Okay. What he did was he expanded my territory. Of right. course. And so now instead of speaking one-on-one, -on -one, mm -hmm. I can go into a room and speak to 6,000 people. Have you done a TED Talk yet? Girl, you the third person this week. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. work that no, out. We just put that in the universe, and it's gonna happen. We're gonna we're yeah. gonna claim that I, I right have to do now. It yes, you do. It's, yes, it's you like, do. It's, gotta, yes, it's on my li list of things. And I know to do. you can do them local, and then you can do the the larger mm -hmm. one. So we should at yeah. the very least get you to do the I'm, one. I'm for gonna Atlanta. apply. Um, I apply for TED Women, and I'm gonna apply for a TED Fellowship later in the year when the, um, the deadline comes around again. Yeah, you got it. But it's do one that. of those things that I've been. It's been recommended to me too many times, and I love TED. I watch watch TED all the time. If I don't get to a TED Talk first, I'm gonna 
saying definitely do a TEDx, which is a local right, one. Right, exactly. TEDx, TEDx exactly. Talk, so for sure. Um, but anyway, I have a book, Yellow Tulips on a Cloudy Day. It is my personal journal that healed me, and it's healing other people. Literally, people are being depressed. Picking up this book, mm-hmm. seeing what I went through and walking through it with me, mm-hmm. and then seeing the end of it, and it's like really helping them, seriously. Right. So Yellow Tulips on a Cloudy Day, um, CourageousChristy.com, my nonprofit um, which is based on domestic violence prevention, education, and awareness, okay. is the Christy Sims Foundation. And I go into high schools and colleges, and oh, I, I go down as low as middle school now. 13-year-olds, oh, wow. domestic violence starts, starts at early. high oh, school. My God. So you can't wait till people are 25 years old. That's you got to right. start them. And teach yeah. them young so exactly. they'll know how to handle it. So that's, that's mm-hmm. what I do through my foundation. I don't focus on putting Band-Aids on people after they what ha- has happened to me. Remember, I wasn't mm-hmm. being physically abused. Right. I want people to have, the like she said, the mentality of healthy relationships before they mm-hmm. even encounter mm-hmm. people that are um, not good for them. That's so right. they can be awake before they even have to deal with uh, it. Yes. You know, So that's why I, I focus on prevention. So that's it. Cori- um, ChristySims.org is the nonprofit. And CourageousChristy.com is where you can go to buy my book. And my book is going to be featured. It was recently featured on an international show, Crime Watch Daily, yes. two weeks ago. Mm. And it's going to be featured on The Doctor's Show in May. And I'm going to major. And I'm going to yeah. make that connection yes. um, for you, too. Okay. Because that would be really good for you, The Doctor's Show. Thank you mm-hmm. so yeah. much. Well, as you can see, we are just over... Mm-hmm. Well, with the love and support and the people that are even gracious enough to come on the Silence to Shame podcast show to share. Um, Again, this is episode three. Um, Shout out to Main Street Studios for allowing us DJ Drama, Cannon and Sense and the whole crew and Joy, who is our lovely engineer producer for the day. Uh, another young lady that's coming up in the game I'm so proud of and and everyone that's coming on board to help us with our initiative coming up remember to follow us on Instagram at Silence of Shame we have a Facebook page Silence of Shame Now where we post a lot of really great articles um, for self-help care nutrition you know treatment therapy everything that you need we're revamping our website now um, silenceofshame.com and yeah, this is just the beginning. I'm your host, Shanti Das, 25-year music vet. You can follow me on Instagram at ShantiDoss404. Um, and as always, take good care of yourself and remember to silence the shame.